Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, my love. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am really excited to talk about today's content resignation versus surrender. And I'm going to start with the end in mind and offer you another perspective of faith versus fear or fear versus faith. So resignation being more fear-based and surrender being more faith-based. And today we're going to talk about what they both mean. We're going to go in depth about what they both mean and like the behaviors and the being of it all, and then how we can practice surrender more diligently, more intentionally, because uh, I can promise you there is a big difference. You will know the difference when we explain it and that surrender will get you a lot further in life, feeling a lot better along the way. So um, if that's not enough to get you into it, then I don't know. You may have to skip this episode, but uh, let's dive in here. So I want to talk about resignation and the world of resignation. Like I said, the being of it The number one signal for resignation is attitude. So if you think about it, when you submit a letter of resignation for a company, you're already at a place where you are ready to quit being there with those people in that situation and circumstance. So you have resigned, you have quit, and now you are leaving. And I wrote a whole ass book about quitting and healthy quitting and the difference between quitting and running and avoiding versus leaving something when it has served its purpose in your life and you are energetically complete with it. Completion is another concept which I have lots of episodes about. And I also have a whole chapter in Alchemizing Judgment about completion. But completion has so much to do with the idea that what you're walking away from no longer activates you. Um, It doesn't trigger you. It doesn't trigger your desire to run. Or um, we're going to talk about some more of those resignation behaviors. But healthy quitting is acknowledging that the time has come. The end has come for something in your life and it's time to let it go, to release it. Resigning or running or avoiding is to force it away as opposed to letting it fall away. Because we often don't identify when things are falling away because they start falling apart. And if we can't recognize the natural end of something, then we're actually probably spending more time trying to keep it together. We are forcing it to stay intact when in fact it's falling apart so that it can fall away. These are things that we may not even be able to accept that it's the end of the road for these things. And so that's when surrender comes into play. And we'll talk about that in the second half of this episode. But particularly with resignation, the number one signal for resignation is attitude. So it's an attitude of defeat or anger or resentment or frustration, however it shows up for you. I'm sure that you have your own flavor of resignation. And a lot of it is that, well, fuck it, fuck it. If I can't, you know, it's just like, they, this is, you know, it's just a complaining attitude because what's really happening is you, You've lost your control over that situation or your illusion of control, right? We let's call that out for what it is. 
for myself, when I was trying to control things in my life, I became the perfectionist and that star student and the perfect daughter. And I did my best of things that were falling apart. And I kept trying to keep them together with my hard work and efforting. And I was being invited to surrender and release when really I wasn't getting the cues. And a lot of the reasons, like there's no fault to this really. I want to be gentle with you and I want you to be gentle with you is that we don't often see the end of something because when have we ever been trained to? Yeah, we see, even I've talked to a, a client about like not completing middle school and high school and college. And yeah, there's a graduation that marks the end of it, but do we really complete it consciously and let it go and release it? Not exactly. And so it's really important to be able to recognize resignation as a way of being. And the way of being, again, attitude and very likely like mopey and angry and young, immature is what I will say. It's kind of like a temper tantrum. And we may not actively be throwing a temper tantrum, but we gossip and we think badly about people and we talk badly about people or the situation. And we are doing a lot of like wishing for things to be different. And then obviously attitude and all of that, the victimhood that goes along with that. So with victimhood, then starts the behaviors of victimhood. So let's talk about those because what we will tend to do is, again, talk badly. We will blame, we will hate, we will spite, we will avoid, run, block. That's a big thing in our social media world, right? It's like, if you don't agree with me, well then don't be my friend anymore. But if we didn't have that option, which I think is also beneficial, like I'm not gonna say I curate who I follow and the messages I allow into my life. And I also limit the messages that I don't want to be in my life. It's also really important to understand if we are blocking as to not face something or if we're doing it with that attitude. And so as I begin to talk more about completion, it's that there's no energy. It's like, hmm, thank you, no thank you. Think if we have a plate of food in front of us and it's all you know, sugar and carbs and donuts and chewy, sugary deliciousness. Okay. That's not a sustainable meal that will lead meal after meal of that kind of plate will lead to malnutrition, which leads to an unhealthy body, which leads to illness, which leads to an early death. And so if we're constantly eating negative stuff, then it's going to have its negative effect on our life. And so we want to obviously be actively, consciously choosing what we're consuming and being able to do that from an evolved place. I think um, a good way to talk about this, because a lot of people think of like boundaries and it's like, fuck it, I don't deserve to be treated like that. And I agree, but it's not about that action of no longer letting that behavior in your life, it's the place from which you come from, whether it's resignation or surrender. And now I'm going to give you an, a very specific example. I coach a lot of people, have coached a lot of people over my time. Guess who is some of the most challenging people in our lives? Our family. Guess who's probably not leaving our lives? Our family. I totally understand you have every right to cut your family out of your life. You, you can totally do that. 
And my guess is that there is a lot of love you have for the people you love. You just wish they were different, (laughs) right? And so when we wish they were different, we might become a victim and we might resign and we might argue and fight and be pissed off and all of those different things. It is very natural to want to cut those people out of our lives and it's mostly likely that we won't. And here's the other perspective. If they were a way that you liked, would you let them be in your life? My guess is yes, right? But most of us have faced trauma or hurt or pain or letdown or sadness or disappointment or the way that our family is impacts us in ways that we don't prefer. And and that's okay. But I like to tell all of my clients that our family is our Olympics in this life to learn how to use the love we have in our hearts. And this is where I want to start to shift into surrender because it would be You can resign and say, my family is terrible. They suck. This is how it is. Now you can change this out for your spouse. You can change this out for your kids. You can change this out, which is still family, right? We might be referring to the family we were raised with or the family that we are raising. This might be our friends. This might be our career. So I'm just using family as the example for now. And specifically because of all the people in the world, they're the least likely that you're going to cut out and keep out. So I'm just keeping it real with you. And so we might resign and run, avoid, blame, hate, spite, block, whatever, cut them out. And that does not acknowledge the pain that exists because our family is hurtful. There's inner child work to do around this because specifically the disappointment of your family not being who you would hope they would be. Like, let's say mom and dad. If mom and dad are continuously hurtful or disappointing or judgmental or critical or unaccepting, it can really cause a lot of pain that we want to fight against. And oddly enough, we still love those people or we still want the love of our parents. And so we're torn between hate and love and the strength of the hate equals the strength of the love. And so I'm just sharing this with you. You don't have to accept it, but I've seen it time and time again. I've coached it time and time again. Your heart your heart doesn't play by the rules of your brain. And so you have this love for these people and it's an opportunity to surrender to why God universe would put you in this situation, why why you would say yes to this life and come to this earth and fill this body and join this family and go through what you're going through and face what you're facing and that you are being shaped and sculpted and prepared and polished for what you came to do here. I have met so many people who have faced trauma that they then heal and speak to in their leadership. They write books about it. They coach courses about it. They mentor people, their spiritual directors, because they have actually made it through the trenches of the pain, through the trenches of resignation and hatred and anger and frustration and confusion to accept. Now, I am not talking about accepting toxic behavior. I am talking about accepting the lesson, the peeling back of what you've been put through as a victim of it, as to 
receive whatever gold you can from it, whatever message, whatever lesson, even if it is, I will never be like that. Honestly, if that's all you can gather from the pain you've been through, I will never be like that. And then how will you be? How will you be? Because it's likely you've been taught the worst of how not to be in order to be better and know better and do better and show better and share better. And so surrender is this, I I kind of like this leaping, like I really think of this leaning in of accepting what's been, because I love the quote, even God can't change the past. You can be as pissed as you want about it. There's no rewriting it. You can reframe it. I am a big fan of reframing your past, telling a new story about it, but accepting that certain things happened to you and you turned out a certain way because of it, or you learned a certain lesson because of it, accepting that as a part of who you are meant to become is going to facilitate your power, your grace, your leadership. Surrender is much more about the faith and the trust that God is a good God. The universe is timely and orderly and makes sense and somehow makes sense out of this nonsense that we feel and have been through. And so the shift goes from the being is acceptance and faith and trust and the new behaviors become pray and watch and release and lean in and detach and flow. Surrender is, I, and here's something that I think is really important that doesn't mitigate the fear of surrender. Surrender has a lot to do with accepting the unknown, accepting things that don't make sense to us, letting it be okay that we don't understand the whole picture or journey, and trusting that we are being walked into our most divine leaderships, our highest selves, and that our highest selves are with us the entire time. You wouldn't be here if you were not divinely guided and protected and provided for. And for those whose lives have ended earlier than we think they should have, that was their journey. And you have been impacted by their journey. Believe that there have been people who's, again, agreed to the the journey that they came through, went through, and to have, and that maybe their death was what they came to teach. You don't have to take my stance on it. And I do not mean to offend. I mean to offer you an opportunity to surrender into things that otherwise would never make sense. It is just an offer. You do not have to take it. And it's an opportunity to lean into something new. And it doesn't mean that the fear won't be there. It does not mean that discomfort won't be there. It does not mean that it will make sense. It means that you are willing to see a new perspective. You are willing to see more of the story, more of the understanding. And so you lean in and detach from any of the meaning and just follow the path unfolding before you. And so The reason I want to offer that the fear can still be there is because we must first decondition ourselves to what we've always known and what we're familiar with and the way that we have coped with things. 
We have often been taught how to cope because of what we've learned, because of our upbringing, and we have to decondition that to practice a new level of acceptance and faith and trust. And one more thing, I'm taking us a little bit over, but I want to offer (laughs) that we must come to accept that we will die a thousand deaths of our identity to continue to reveal and unleash our next level self, and then our next level self, and then our next level self. And so, surrendering means I am sensing the end of the road for something. I am sensing the end of the road for this identity, for this career, for this relationship, for whatever, and letting it fall apart. And what's really beautiful about that, I, as I was referencing family and relationship, is that we might die a thousand deaths and still have the same people in our lives. Because if we die of that identity, if we die of that behavior, of that tradition, of that conditioning, then we are not the same. They may stay the same. It may look like they stay the same, but they are growing. And it might be at the most microscopic or the slowest pace or the littlest evidence of their change and transformation. And yet they are not the same they were yesterday. And so we must learn to release our expectations, surrender your expectations for how things should go, for how life should be, for how things should turn out, for the outcomes that you expect, release that and surrender to where you are being guided. And you'll know you're doing that. There still might be fear, but there's not going to be the kicking and screaming and resistance of resignation. That's the difference. And so I hope that this helped. I hope that this provided some insight into some new areas to lean into and to release and shed and let go. I love that you come to the Hearts Unleashed podcast week after week after week to continue to unleash your heart. And it will take surrender. And I love you. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.